notice the hash things when you're counting up days? Tick marks? I don't know. That's what I call it. Four, one, two, three, four, five. Slash. One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Eleven, twelve. Do you remember the ladybug picnic? No. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Ladybugs came to the ladybug picnic. Yep. Between the present and the past, memories held in the walls and earth, energies and entities that cross the barrier into our dreams and our consciousness. That which has been left behind between the living and the dead. I'm Emily. And I'm Joy. And this is Is The the Residuals. Residuals. pinball song and it's the fucking baddest jam ever i'll send it to you okay i'm so bummed because i really love taylor swift's album (sighs) listen Uh no not her album okay ryan adams oh i heard about that and it was really fucking good but like i don't know and now i really hate him so i'm kind of oh he is like he's a card carrying member of the me too disgusting man club oh really yeah it's fucked up oh yeah well, i'm glad i don't know who he is then because fuck that but i still like love like he used to be in a band called whiskey town and i really love their shit but now every time i listen to it i feel like i'm supporting it's just why you gotta taint my memories with your dick <laughs> just keep it in your pants that was just like years for me gone if you really <laughs> <laughs> all right well, in case you guys haven't figured it out, we're back. Oh, hi. We're back in action. Well, we have a new friend with us, Joy. We do. I have no idea what their name is. I don't know where they're from. No idea what they look like. What I do know is they've helped to prop two of my vertebrae back into a semblance of their former glory, and I'm definitely taller than I was last time we recorded. Are you really? I've got to be, because we I looked mean, at the x-rays. So. I'll put the x-rays on Instagram. I don't care. But like the, the the lack of space between my C six and seven compared to the size of the graph they put in. I'm is... sorry. I think you mean crouton. <laughs> the crouton. The size of my cadaver crouton. And I have a cage this time. Wait, you didn't have a cage the last no, time? No, because this was like ten years ago. They changed things. Oh shit. Yeah. So last oh, wait, time I, I just had I the graph. Wait, I've got scaffolding with screws. Yeah, I just had the implant. With the screws Shit. and the graft yeah. in between the vertebrae, but I didn't have a cage thing. Now Whoa. I have a cage with the cra- the craft. The cage with. <laughs> Ooh, we are the weirdos, <laughs> Mister. Um, <laughs> the cage with the graft that's in no there. No shit. Yeah. I um, want to see a picture of it. I I can show you. My phone like is currently dead. Oh yeah. Uh, but I will put a picture on the Instagrams. Um, also. <laughs> Wait, I'm looking. I'm looking for. I'm looking for your hardware and a pickle jar. That you had taken out oh, of your neck. Oh, yeah. My, I have my implant. It is in my bedroom where my husband is hiding watching TV right now. Wait. It's, is what? it on your bedside table? It's not. It's on my dresser. Oh, that's... Near the mandible, the human mandible I have, and a <laughs> bottle of mercury, and 
a jar of witch hazel I found in an old house I lived in. Cool. Oh, shit. Oh, God. I gotta go. Um, my phone just, it's, I have to it does, You've been here long enough. It'll follow you. Don't bother. God damn it. Um, so if you want to quickly hear the madness that was doing my surgery, I can let you guys know. Tell me. Um, so they projected it would be like two and a half, three hours. And I was like, I'm going to go more li- like four because I feel like this is going to be an issue. We should have placed bets. You we should have. <laughs> like had a, had a cadaver bingo. <laughs> Bacchiotomy bingo. Oh, God. That'd be great. Next time. Okay. In 10 years yeah. when they put the rest of it okay. together. Um, so I had an implant and I had C4, 5, 5, 6 fused together Mm. so there was an implant that had two holes in each vertebrae and each of those holes was filled with a screw into the vertebrae to hold it there while the graft uh, ossified and became one giant bone i had this implant in over those three vertebrae and you'd had it for 11 years just about yeah 10 11 something like that um but that was the next level below that that i had to have replaced this time so the top one of um, C6 already had an implant in it. So the plan was, since C4, 5, and 6 were all now fused together, I didn't need that implant. So they were going to take the implant out mm-hmm. and then just put a new implant and four new screws in the C6 and then C7 to hold that together with the new implant or with the new graft. <sighs> so they get in there and everything's going fine. And my doctor told me the next day, he's like, so we took everything out. I took the first two screws out of C4, and it was fine. Next ones out of C5 came out no problem. C6 and 7 had giant harpy talon bone spurs on them. So they had to like fucking shave them down and get them to remove the bone spurs. So they finally excavated enough where they can find the screws. And they can't wait. Turn. So like your oh my bone yours, grew your, over. Oh so wait, the crouton grew over. No it? no no. Oh yeah, no just bone my bone. vertebrae C six and C seven. That's a bit aggressive. Yes, like giant harpy claws. Okay, grew out to a point, the like anteriorly. I don't want to say that doesn't surprise me, but it doesn't. Surprise it's me. right. It's some dumb shit it happened to me. It's not dumb shit. It's like that's unexpected. Yeah. If I'm thinking of your innards, not in a creepy way, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> but when I think about that, it's just like, yeah, yeah. Don't mm, fuck with me. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I'm hard on the inside too. Yeah. Watch it. It's just like, oh look, this is easy. This is easy. Don't fuck with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, this is my implant. Don't yeah. take it. So they excavate this thing. They get rid of the bone spurs, and they can't get these two screws out. My doctor seriously was like. I spent two hours trying to take these two screws out. I opened tools from six different companies trying to get these two screws out. And they finally just drilled the holes out, left the screws in, and took the implant out. Jesus. <laughs> and then they just put the new implant, they like took out the messed up disc, right, right. put in the graph, put in the cage, put the implant on and screwed it up. He's like, after we got those screws out, the rest of the operation was like 45 minutes. So, (laughs) so could, was it that your, that your vertebrae had just like glommed onto them and wasn't letting them out? I guess. They like, or the screws were stripped. 
or like the head was stripped and they couldn't just get any tool in there to I've had that uh, one before yeah they couldn't get any tool in there any way they tried it it was stripped the head lube Mm. no lube otherwise Mm. just the tip just the tip was they stripped it stripped Mm. just the tip um so yeah I have two useless screws in my C6 and now two new ones in my C6 that are holding a new implant (laughs) um but uh, big props to Dr. Barkahana at uh, Southern California Orthopedic Institute because he's amazing and he's super nice and treated me like an actual intelligent individual, which has not always been my experience with the medical community. No shit. Because I look like a fucking weirdo apparently and they don't believe that I have a brain and tattoos at Wait, the what? same time. It's super weird. It's like, oh, vagina and tattoos? Ugh. Oh, someone get me a translator. <laughs> Um, but no, he's wonderful and his staff has been wonderful and everyone at Valley Presbyterian shout out because you guys fucking rocked. And two hours after my surgery, PT was in there like, how do you feel? Do you think you could go for a walk? We have a walker. I was like, I'm cool. Let's go. I don't need a walker. Fuck that shit. (laughs) So we took a walk around the ward and up some stairs and we came back and she was like, she's fine. You're nuts. (laughs) You're nuts. My legs weren't operated on. No, I realize that. It was that. just my neck. It's just your spine. It's fine. It's, it's way far from my feet. Well, not way far because I'm not very tall, but yeah. Dude, that's amazing. That's, that's, that's just how I do stuff. Everybody has their way that they know to heal, and mm-hmm. I know that I have to move. You know, if if you think about it, mm. if, if you keep going in this direction, which, let's face it... <laughs> Possibly. By the time, like, by the time 2030 comes around, you might have an entire second person inside your body. It's possible. So, yeah, we're back. Um, I'm not wearing a neck brace anymore. I went back for my, like, post-op two weeks later, and I almost, like, Mary Tyler moored that neck brace when I got out of there. I was going to be like, woo, buddy! And then I got in my car and drove home myself on the back roads and not on the freeway because I was was like I'm not gonna break my neck for all these idiots Mm -mm. um Mm -mm. but yeah I can drive now uh I had my mother-in-law and my best friend um come out and stay with me they came out from the east coast because they're amazing and they love me for some reason and uh they came to stay with me and watched my son and cooked dinner and cleaned and did laundry and hung out with me and made sure that I like rested and it drove me around. My mother-in-law, I know you're listening, Karen. My mother-in-law might have hit my car a couple times into our building. <laughs> Karen! <laughs> uh, but it, it wasn't as bad as it could have been because I did the same thing to one side of it two weeks prior to her getting here. Uh, also, I just want to say that newer cars, your paint just doesn't hold up like the older cars used to. Mm. Particularly against buildings with stucco-y popcorn-y walls. But anyway, um, so this episode, (laughs) oh, I don't know if we said this, um, I'm Joy. Oh, hi, I'm Emily. And this is The The Residuals. Residuals. And uh, we have two listener stories. We do. They are great and thought-provoking and... uh, Uh, One thing, though, about this episode is that we do need to give a trigger warning. Yes, that's Um, important. We cover 
two particularly sensitive topics, one of them being... Um, we talk about stalking right. in one and 9-11 and ground zero in the other. So if either or both of those bother you, you should probably just skip this episode. We aren't going into major detail about either of those topics, mm-hmm. but it comes up. So we just wanted to warn you. But, you know, it's okay. Practice some self-care. Yeah, sure. Just you go don't back have to and binge the rest of our season and right. wait for the next one. To come listen up. to one you haven't listened to in a while and remind yourself why we're such good friends. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're gonna start uh, right now. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you can start. Okay. <clears throat> I'm gonna try not. To, I'm gonna move it so I'm not yeah, shouting I, into the microphone. I, I don't want to know what's happening anyway. So okay. tell me a story. So listen, let me tell you a story. I'm all ears. I'm gonna do my drunk sorority thing. My kid does. What? Mommy, I want to tell you a story. Yeah, yeah, tell, me, tell me. Pet my, secret, pet my head and tell me a st- story. <sighs> okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So, what's the title? <laughs> title is Stories. Doesn't give too much away. So this is from Penelope. Uh, Penelope writes in, so my story is long, but I feel like you need some background. My sister and I were raised by our grandma in Colombia. We grew up very Catholic, so the afterlife and spirits were very much real in our household. My grandma used to tell us so many ghost stories when we were little girls. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Um, Most of them were when my grandma was a little girl. She lived near a cemetery, so she said that this is one of the reasons all these strange things happened to her. One story that I really remember was she was playing in the cemetery and she found some bones. What? Wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And she found some bones, so she started playing with them and kicking them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I want to hang out with your right. grandma. So at night, the spirit came and started kicking her and screaming at her. Oh my gosh. And she would also tell us which relative was going to die because they visited her during her dreams. Oh my God. My grandma also had an ability to read hot chocolate residue which is like reading leaves so she would make hot chocolate not the instant one but real hot chocolate and then whoever drank it she would give them a reading she was very popular within our family members all the cousins and aunts and uncle would come over to visit and had her read their cup she tried to teach me but I just couldn't see it that's very interesting that you find bones and your first thought is it's I'm going to kick it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> kick honestly, it with these When I was that age, I probably would have too. But no, I would have loved that. I, oh, I grew up fun. down, like, right up the street um, from a cemetery. You did. And we used to hang out there all the time. Why doesn't that surprise me? <laughs> my house was like, if you walked down to my house to, like, the main road, the cemetery started there. And if you walked through the whole cemetery, like, past three streets, the street that it stopped at was my best friend's street. So it was we, like right in the middle. yeah, so we would just meet each other in the cemetery and hang out and like smoke cigarettes. I was just and... gonna say, did you smoke cloves and wear all black? And no, like, I'm this, talk about we this were like mess. 11 or 12. This was not oh. like <laughs> this was not teenage stuff. When we had cars, we like pieced the fuck out and went other places. I mean, where I went to uni, we had. I mean, in the South, they've got, like, a bunch of fucked up history with, like, all of that stuff. Mm. Um, you know, settlers and 
um, <clears throat> which there was a big archaeology school a department at my school and they would they would get, they would like go off and do digs and stuff but mm-hmm. there were a bunch of shit that happened where the school was built which actually probably explains a lot now I'm thinking about it um, but our mall had a cemetery in the middle of the parking lot that they, they built it around, around it? it yeah so you'd go to Dillard's <laughs> park your car by the grave off you go off you toddle what yeah it was this little fenced-in area that was a tiny family plot. And so they just built the parking lot around it. Think I am um, just... It was bizarre. I feel like that's just phoning in some urban planning. Right? <laughs> They're like, oh, what do we do? Mm, <sighs> All right, let's, let's move the Chick-fil-A inside the mall. And we'll just build the parking lot around I'm just it. face palming so hard right I now. Know. It's whatever. God <sighs> bless them. No. So should we get back to the story? <laughs> yes, please. Okay. All right. So grandma is a small girl kicking bones and right, having but she would get visits. ghosts come back and be like, you kicked me. So now I'm kicking you. And then she can also, she has dreams when people are dying mm-hmm. and she can read hot chocolate residue from the real deal hot oh chocolate not some of that swiss miss shit so my story is i feel this intense energy or presence in places where someone has died or or where a couple people have died i've always had this weird feeling but i truly never noticed it until i went to the world trade center after 9 11 oh. i remember going up the stairs from the subway and as soon as i reached the trade center i felt this intense energy i can't even explain to you what my feelings were oh, it's horrible i was shaking almost like a panic attack and there was a church nearby that nothing happened to it and I had to go in there and calm down. I couldn't even enjoy the memorial. I had to leave. Mm-hmm. This also happens to me when I go and film in an empty hospital. I work in the movie industry, so sometimes we film there. Especially in mental ward floors, it's a creepy feeling. I feel the energy of someone or something in the rooms. Oh, wow. I wonder if she filmed at uh, Linda Vista that we talked about in one of our last episodes. World Trade, when I lived there, like, not at World Trade, but when I lived in New York City, Mm -hmm. um, I hated going to that part of town. Um, My little brother used to live in New York, too, and we both were just like, fuck that part of town. I hate being down there. It feels terrible. And I remember my mom and sister came to visit, and they were doing, like, typical touristy stuff. Mm -hmm. And my brother and I were like, whatever we live here they wanted to go down to ground zero and like pay their respects they right. w- wanted to go see it you know right. like we all grew up like right outside the city like 40 45 minutes outside and i was like all right we'll take you down there and my brother and i we were like okay well there it is go ahead <laughs> we like stayed back across the street and got an ice cream from an ice cream truck and just hung out yeah. and like didn't even want to go over but the feeling that she's talking about Whenever I was down there, I always described it as feeling like smothered, like there was a blanket over that whole area of the city. The sound carried differently. It just, the air felt thicker than other places when I would go there. And I avoided it whenever I could. Like I mean, I, unless I absolutely yeah. had to go down there for something, like a lawyer or like city buildings or whatever for tattooing and licensing and stuff. I stayed the fuck away from there. I mean, I just can't help but think there's so many 
there's just so much fear and sadness that's still in New York in that horrible area. things have happened all over right it's just well that was in such a huge scale right I mean it is really just like somebody took a blanket and put it over that area oh, and so it's sad. just oppressive but anyway, yes, I can relate to that that feeling of just panic and, and distress and just uncomfortableness in the World Trade area. My sister works in banking, and the bank that she was with at the time, they had an office in New York in one of the trade centers, and she would go there like oh, for work God. and stuff every now and then, and her colleagues that she knew. Uh, lost their lives in it and it's just it's devastating mm. devastating anyway fuck my other weird encounter is that I have dreams that I am fighting the ghosts away I only have these feelings in certain houses I had it for five years when I lived with my aunt in her scary house there was definitely something there and now I have it at my current apartment but only in one of the rooms of course it's where my son sleeps. I've been meaning to ask my landlady to see if someone died there, so I'm not sure if there is something in me that has a connection with spirits. Yes. Doi, Penelope. Penelope. Yes. Come, Come on. on. Listen. <laughs> Look. Let, listen. I swear. Penelope, let's have a talk. Just you and me. It's just the two of us right now. I'm going to say yes. Okay. It's the three of us. It's I'm just, gonna sorry. Say yes it's just too. the three of us right I'm now. I'm going to say yes as well. Okay. Because pretty much everything that she just described is how I feel and things that have happened to me. Right. Like, I have weird fucking ghost dreams like that. There you go. Yeah. Like, the house that I grew up in, I used to have lots of terrifying ghost nightmares. But then I wouldn't have them other places. It's, like, I could have written that. Dang. Well, shit. Maybe we should have her on. Yeah, where is she? Give us a tinkle. Is she here? Yeah. She's here, right? Uh Okay. Um... Anyway, uh, but, but, so I'm not sure if there is something in me that has connection with the spirits. Yes, affirmative, mm-hmm. you do. There is no, something. Yeah, no biggie. <laughs> I've always wanted to ask some expert, but never really follow through. Well, here We're we are. experts, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, there professors you. of the paranormal. Um, so, and she finishes, so that's my story. I'm hoping that maybe with your podcast... Or you may know of someone that could explain why I feel this way or if I should explore it more. Yes. I think you should explore it more if if you feel comfortable. you're comfortable and you're prepared for feeling uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> wow. Oh, Penelope, my gosh. Listen. Yes. Yeah, I have a lot that I want to say, but geez. Whoa. Right. I mean, that, no, that, it sounds like there's... Um, <clears throat> some empathetic stuff happening there um i mean if we're gonna you know be asked for advice i'm going to give some paranormal advice um if you're noticing things happen only in certain places and it doesn't have to be some place like you're saying that it's world trade like you're saying you've picked up things in random houses and just regular places you've lived or other places that you've walked into you just feel strange not everybody feels like that right which is a lot of the reason that we do this podcast because we don't know how to explain it either sometimes i've walked into places and just gone i gotta wait outside i'll see you guys later Mm -hmm. um or i've looked 
at a picture of a house for like when I'm looking to rent a new place and I've looked at a house and gone, that's the one. And like, even though I'll go see 10 other, like, that's the one. I remember one time I even read just a classified ad and I was like, we're going to live here. Mm. (laughs) I had never even heard of the neighborhood that it was in, but that's where we ended up living. I have the opposite thing. I'll look at pictures and I'm like, that was the farmhouse. Oh, okay. (laughs) Where I heard the voice. So so that was, it was that it was just a little classified ad. It didn't even have a picture. And I remember them saying like cozy, blah blah blah, this and that. And I was like, and it said like unique layout or something. Who might may or may not be alive. Very tidy. (laughs) They'll just want to make sure you're okay. They'll check in on you every now and then. Um, But yeah, yeah, this doesn't happen to everybody. But that doesn't mean that it's not happening to you, right? You know. I mean, when we were looking for our house that we have now, you know. When when something's gonna be your home, you really, you really unless you're fucking desperate and you're just like I'll take yeah. it, don't care. Um, <clears throat> we would get listings all the time, and it was a case of you'd look at the pictures, and it doesn't matter if it was an amazing picture with the best lighting. There were some houses that we would get through, and it was just like, nope, don't want to touch that one mm-hmm. with the ten foot pole. Mm-hmm. You could just there was something. Well, look at what Rachel said. She was like. They're all crappy photos of weird corners in the house. house. Yeah. But we couldn't tell how amazing this house was, and we still went and looked at it. Yeah, exactly. So you don't know. You're feeling things that are there but aren't, like, just aren't, can't be perceived by everybody. Right, exactly. It's like, I don't know, it's, it's like dog whistles or different colors in the spectrum like you can't see all of them it doesn't mean that they aren't there right yeah i won't get all nerdy (laughs) (laughs) anyway penelope let's talk Mm -hmm. in person Mm -hmm. even if you don't want to be on here let's go for a walk around town and see how shit feels let's go get a cup of tea sure let's go to the japanese tea house thing at um brand park Oh. Because I wanted to do a little episode on Brand Park sometime, too. Um, the Brand Library used to be Mr. Brand himself, mm. um, the founder of Glendale. Uh, that was his house. I read a whole bunch of weird stuff about him. Um, so it would be a good, a good little episode. And there is a cemetery behind the library there. I didn't know Glendale. that. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And there's a little Japanese... I think there's like a tea house or something there. As long as and there's, there's like tea, a Victorian doctor's house and what I mean, there's stuff. So let's check that out. If not, tea, Penelope, come have tea with us. Okay. Let us know if you're interested. Um, now we also ask people on yeah. dates. So. <laughs> All right. Ready for our next one? Yes. Okay. This is, um, this one's anonymous. And, uh, there the title is just ghost stories I'm so down with not that. giving us not giving anything away here we go hi ladies several years ago i was living on the second floor of an old spanish style house in los angeles i had three flatmates but my bedroom was set apart from everyone else's perhaps it's important to know that at this time in my life i had just returned from working a very traumatic job in africa and had just escaped a stalker. What the fuck? So I was absolutely buzzing with anxious energy and fear. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Jeez, I'm so sorry you had to deal with that. Have you ever had a stalker? Sure. I mean, yeah, like a few, but not like, not like where they'd be outside my house. Okay, I take it back. Because <laughs> no, I just, I've had a lot of weird people follow me home or keep tabs on me or have weird stuff like cab drivers not like it when I turn them down for a date and be like, well, now I, I know, know where you live. you live now. I had one in college <laughs> and I had one after college. Yeah. The one I had in college was from community service because I got caught drinking underage and I had to go <sighs> to the don't drink underage kids. You'll get in trouble and have to go to the just library. Just don't drink. Just skip just it. Don't, just don't, don't drink. <laughs> I had to go to the library and sit in the basement because this is before they had computerized things and they had the card catalogs so I had to right. go through all the card catalogs <gasps> and pull all of the cards the books that hadn't been taken out in like 10 years so they could take them out of circulation and my supervisor was a male English literature graduate student mm. who took a shine to me mm. and got very creepy mm. and started showing up outside my dorm which luckily had a secure building and it, you had to dial in so that happened and then I dated someone for three years and they did not respond well to the situation ending mm. and this was in 2003 um, before like smartphones and everything and like I had a flip phone yeah and they would show up places where they shouldn't have known that I was going oh, to be fuck. so <clears throat> where I was living at the time the it had like it was a it had a really great burgeoning art scene type situation going on and in the basement of the library every month they would have really great movies that they would play so mm -hmm. they were having a screening of rock and roll high school so mm -hmm. I was going and I was going to park in the multi-story parking lot next door to it that had like you know the the banner that not banner but the barrier that would lift up so you had to take a ticket and I turn on my blinky and I turn into the parking deck and he's standing there in the middle what? of the driveway to get into the parking deck Holy waiting shit. for me and I don't know how he knew I was coming but he knew oh my god and there were two entrances to the place I no. just don't get it and he used to show up at my work all the time that's and would, terrible and I, I worked with children so they had to <gasps> ban him from the property yeah uh, it was really bad what a fucking <clears throat> asshole what an insecure piece of shit yeah and then i left that state <clears throat> and i moved to a different state and then i moved out here and so this was in 2002 2003 and up until maybe five years ago i was still getting emails from them oh my god but i set up uh, a junk mail folder for it to go to like they tried to friend me on facebook they've tried to con connect with me on linkedin have you gone to authorities at all about no, it because no? there's nothing i can do there's nothing concrete <clears throat> yeah. no unless they pose a physical threat to you that's the fucked up thing about this oh yeah system. it's i'm sorry unless they almost kill you we yeah, can't there's do nothing anything that you can do but i used to travel a lot for work and i Every time, no matter where I was, in every single airport, I was constantly looking over that's my shoulder. That's fucking terrifying. It's n no way to live. No. Mm -hmm. And that's what they do. They're like, well, now I have this hold of you. Mm -hmm. Fucking just listen, stalkers. 
Don't fucking do it. Fuck off and dipshits. And don't drink underage. Don't drink underage. Okay. Just don't drink. Let's get back. Make bad life decisions soberly. (laughs) Right. Because you'll make them. Because I still do. Okay. I'm boring. Okay. Um, I'm happy being boring. All right. So uh, they just got back from this dramatic job abroad and escaped a stalker. Congratulations, man. That's tough. So, yeah. So they are obviously um, very anxious. So the room I moved into was sparsely furnished. There was an old, solid wood dresser that had impossibly heavy, tricky drawers. To pull one out, you had to wiggle it incessantly to get it correctly on its tracks. And then, as you pulled it out, it loudly screeched. It sounds like my Ikea chest of drawers. To put it another way, if it was late at night and everyone was sleeping, it would take me five minutes to inch out... (laughs) A drawer so that its squealing wouldn't wake everyone. Hey. <clears throat> it's very considerate. Yeah. One morning, I woke up and every single drawer was completely open. Shut up. And perfectly in line with each other. Shut up. The closet door was also wide open. I never kept all the drawers open because they were so heavy, I assumed the dresser would topple over. So although I could have sworn I didn't open them, I assumed I did and forgot about it. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. All right. Jesus. I would have been sleeping on the couch or that dresser would have been like on the sidewalk. (laughs) A few mornings later, I woke up to discover... The dresser drawers and closet door completely open again. Oh, my God. I knew for a fact they were not like that when I went to sleep. Again, I wasn't frightened and assumed there must be a reasonable explanation. I checked the lock on my bedroom door. Still locked. Strange. Ridiculously, I wondered if it could be a series of tiny, imperceptible earthquakes (laughs) slowly (laughs) inching the drawers out. I was not, I was not a believer in the paranormal. I began sleeping with the lights on. A few nights later, I woke up in the middle of the night, and again, everything was wide open. Oh, my God. Remember, these drawers were incredibly heavy and very loud when you pulled them out. I got out of bed and closed the drawers and closet and got back under the covers with my heart racing a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. (laughs) I would have peed my pants by then. I'd have been crying. (laughs) Propped up. (laughs) This this next line is how you know it's a true story. Propped up, I turned away from the dresser to play a little Candy Crush on my phone to slow my heart down. (laughs) That does it. So I could fall back asleep. About 10 minutes later... I decided to try to snooze. I turned back towards the dresser, and every single drawer was open again. No. Pulled out all the way, perfectly in line with each other. I had been awake the entire time, and there wasn't the slightest sound. Okay, I was officially spooked. (laughs) Oh, fucking good God. That's insane. That's some movie shit. That's that's, that's like that's you know insane. when 
the chairs first start moving in Poltergeist and she like the mom thinks it's great and like plays these little games and stuff mm-hmm. and then she turns around and they're like stacked on top of one another mm-hmm. and she didn't hear a fucking thing that's what that reminds me of like there was not enough time for all of that to- <laughs> fuck alright <clears throat> despite saying she was officially spooked here's the next line oh, no. I continued sleeping in that room why? <laughs> but I began looking for a new apartment oh my god I still slept with the lights on and the drawers continued to open. I wasn't sleeping well. So one night I passed out before the sun had even set. In the middle of the night, I heard my flatmate's dogs barking in the living room. I opened my eyes in my dark room and I saw a man leaning over me. Shut the fuck up. Although he was completely in shadows, I knew it was a man. His face was close to mine. But when my eyes opened, he seemed to jump back a little bit, startled. I leapt out of the bed faster than I've ever moved in my life. I tore across my room and flung open my bedroom door. As I did that, I also flipped the light switch on and spun around. And of course, no one was there. Shut up. Empty. Shut up. Drawers open. Fuck. But room empty. Fuck this shit. Oh my god, I'm getting goosebumps. That's awful. That's awful. Oh god. I'm not gonna sleep tonight. No shit. I don't even play Candy Crush. I don't have anything to help me. (laughs) I started sleeping on the living room couch with the dogs and signed a new lease on a new apartment. When I was moving out, I remembered that a friend of mine had brought me prayer flags from Tibet after a recent trip. Okay. The day after she left... Kathmandu. Yeah. It was the big Kathmandu earthquake. It was the day after she left. So she got wow. the prayer flags and then flew back with them. And then, and then the earthquake happened. happened. Wow. So she's saying, could some of that energy have traveled here with the flags? Possibly. Who knows? I have no idea. That's just flags aside. That's a lot of shit happening. Mm-hmm. I want to know happening with the other roommates and did you tell them and what was the sort of thing going on in their rooms and the rest of the house that's what i'm wondering (sighs) so again i was not a believer in that sort of thing but anything's possible i guess i threw out the flags (laughs) and blew that popsicle stand (laughs) good luck to whoever lives here next (laughs) oh my god (sighs) so (laughs) wait is that how she ended it no. Okay. <clears throat> oh, no. A few days after moving into my new apartment, I woke up, stumbled into the kitchen for coffee, and God damn it, all the cupboard doors were open. No. With tears in my eyes, I sat right on the kitchen floor and started talking to I don't know who. I said, I recognize that you're here. You're welcome here. But opening drawers and doors is really scaring me. I've just been through a difficult time, and this is too much for me to handle right now. Again, you are welcome to stay with me, but please stop. I'm a good person. Please stop. And it did. Oh, my God. It stopped. I've never experienced it again. I don't know what to make of it. Holy shit. And I still don't think I believe in the paranormal. Shut the fuck up. Yes, you do. No, okay. 
because it's it's you know what it's tiny earthquakes <laughs> the guy standing over her i would more likely believe that all the insane energy buzzing out of me manipulated something but i don't know i'd love to know what you think okay more advice all right okay, okay. so this is like dear abby <clears throat> sure i'm the we'll have to think of something <clears throat> punny to call it okay um okay let's roll with it's not a ghost if you believe um some of the way that they explain things on the dead files where amy allen talks about negative energy manifesting as a poltergeist and a poltergeist is not a ghost but rather a energy manifestation of a living person well that would make causing things considering what she'd gone through that right. she had just had an incredibly traumatic and stressful time. That's why she's saying, I don't know if I believe in the paranormal, but I would more likely believe that all the energy that was in her made right. something happen. Um, but then you got the person leaning over you. Yeah, that the fuck. That's not. That's the only thing that doesn't jibe yeah. unless they're two separate things. Possibly. Unless, here's another theory. Or maybe one attracted the other. Sure. Um, it could be you causing it from the trauma mm-hmm. and like the PK manifestation, yes. that's what they call that's it, right? It is, yeah. Um, where things are moving, but it's the person doing it, the living person doing it. What if that was going on and then this other entity that was just in the house was like, Are you okay? <laughs> Do you need some help? Are you looking for something in this dresser? Because you, you keep did you opening lose stuff. That's crazy. That's a, that is that's fucking bonkers, man. Yeah. So our professional opinion. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I think I agree with you about the PK stuff. It could be. I mean, if that's a lot of I shit to go think through. About that, but I agree. Right. That's that's a lot of shit to go through. <clears throat> um, I think I. I have the PK stuff and poltergeist stuff in the back of my head a lot now because it was just such an unexpected explanation that I got from that show Mm -hmm. for things happening. I was like, hold the phone. You're telling me a poltergeist isn't a ghost? That's why a lot of that stuff (coughs) seems to happen around people with trauma Mm -hmm. and teenagers going through puberty. Mm -hmm. That's when it seems to kick off. Shit's rough. I think the if you want to roll with the PK idea, I think that if there was something else in the house, they really might have just been leaning over you to say, are you okay? Because Mm -hmm. if they backed up immediately, it reminds me of when Anessa was telling us that she saw the shadow the first time. Mm -hmm. And when she opened her eyes, they like backed up slowly like no 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 no. and the little girl at at the end of her bed right but like i mean remember the first one where she was like oh i could see this thing and right and then i realized later that i was backing up slowly it was backing up slowly almost like i'm not trying to to scare scare you you. i just didn't expect you to see me right (laughs) that's what it reminds me of oh my god so maybe it was just it it was your little earthquakes, mm-hmm. oh, Tori Amos. Yes. It was your little earthquakes. Yeah, it is. And that other ghost in the house was just probably drawn to the energy and was like, what's up? Well, heck. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for writing into us. It, it, we appreciate your honesty and the vulnerability that it takes to even just write it out in the first place, let alone hitting send. Yeah. You know, it's 
also the fact that we you guys are asking our opinions and our advice that I don't know it means a lot to me it means a lot to me too like we're making people feel that, trust us yeah we're creating you know? a safe space for people to feel that they can do that I mean I wouldn't ever we're say I was gonna say I would never say that I'm an expert right. I'm like winging everything right I mean I'd say I'm you know pretty good at fucking tattooing because I've been doing it almost two decades but like I don't know expert right. is like put you on a stand and <laughs> as a yeah, witness no, we don't have a piece of paper <laughs> no <gasps> I could make them. <gasps> Joy. Oh, that's great. Ghost University. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yes. Do it. Do it. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Thank you so much. And uh, write in again for us. I uh, want to quickly thank purple-planet.com for their music. Yes. Thank you, purple-planet.com. And uh, libsyn.com, which is liberated syndication. Check you out. Right. Uh, for their ease of distribution of this podcast, so yes, I don't have you. to write the same thing over and over again after I finish editing and my eyes are crossed anyway. Mm. Um, also, want to quickly plug uh, Beth Newell and Jackie Ann Ruiz for their book, There's No Manual, Fuck. which yes. is phenomenal, and they talk about all the gory bullshit and happy fun and not-so-happy fun times of pregnancy and childbirth. So if you're looking for um, a baby shower gift or just <laughs> something, if you think your friends might need a manual for something that there is no manual for, yeah, go check that out. There's no manual. I got to say, for me, that book is what, what to expect when you're expecting should be. It's yes. the real life yeah. version of it. Like if you listen to us and you like the silly ways that we talk about things, you need this for pregnancy and childbirth. Right. Yeah. Legit. And also... Right. It won't lie to you. Just, um, no, you know, I, Joy is a fucking skilled artist in case you don't follow her Instagram account. I do, all right. She's kind of a badass. <laughs> Jackie, um, Jackie Ann Ruiz, who was the illustrator on this book. Fantastic. Fucking badass. Like, um, I have a piece that I commissioned yeah. from her for my son and my husband on their birthdays a couple years ago, and it hangs prominently in my home, and I get to look at it every day, and I love the shit out of that woman. So go and support, you know, hey, go to your local bookstore, mm-hmm. maybe, support them, mm-hmm. support two badass women, Definitely amazing book. And check out her art, because she has other prints and shirts and things for sale that may or may not be... Um, viral affiliated Maybe. with uh, current presidential candidates on the Democratic platform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe not. It is. Go look. It's it for is. Elizabeth Warren, and it's really cool. Um, it's amazing. And like half of the proceeds are going to the campaign. Um, so we love them, and uh, we love you. And next time we will be back to our regularly scheduled bullshit, where we'll just tell you guys stories of our own. And thank you. For loving us yes. so that Joy could love her backyardomy in here. <laughs> yes, thank you. But I we're definitely. Back, motherfuckers. I'm sorry it took me so long. No, don't apologize. I'm sorry. No, Joy. I stop tried it. like four times while I was recovering to edit and get things done, and everybody was like, would you please just fucking cut it out? Legit. So I feel like I have a responsibility to you guys, so I really appreciate you, like, Still listening after me taking time to take care of myself after major surgery. I mean, uh, why would you do that? That's I so really selfish. hope my therapist is listening to this because mm. 
You should text her. I should. You should do that. My husband forgot to after the surgery. She texted me to make sure I was alive. That's the kind of therapist you guys need. I forgot to tell mine. About your surgery? About, about, or about me being okay? No, was she worried about me too? Both. I, I was supposed to email, call or email her after my surgery when I got the results of... Fuck. All right, let's just finish this before okay. anything else happens. Listen, let's commit. Okay, look, what are we committing look at to? Me, look me in the eye. What are we committing to? Let's commit to being responsible therapy patients. Yes. And it's like texting them to say, I got home okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We should do that. You have to. Yeah, no, I, she, okay, no, I did. I have to. Okay, fuck. I need to do that. <laughs> look me in the eye and tell Jesus. me I have to do something I already look, did. I'm going to look you in the eye and tell you that I'm going to do <laughs> Whatever makes you feel oh, better about God. accountability, Emily. I'm so, I have the life skills of a turd. Yes. Um, all right. So we love you. And uh, don't be scared of the dark. Joy will. But I will. But maybe her new cadaver crouton isn't. No, it's scared too. We're all fucking scared of fucking everything. Mm. I know. Peer pressure. Mm. Get it pressure, spinal column. Oh, God. <laughs> You're funny. All right, we're going now. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye.